When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. All right, we're back, folks. That's right. Another episode of the Zone Boxing Show Podcast. My favorite thing to do every single week. Big fights this weekend, Barack. I think this is so funny. Before we get into the fights, I think this is so funny how every time we, we do a show together every single day, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we're looking into the camera. And then as soon as it comes time to do the podcast, you literally, I'm still watching you on the Zoom. You literally get in the same damn position every single time. You lean your chair back to the left and your leg goes across the other one. And I'm like, this guy, like this is his podcast well, This is podcast position. mode. Yeah, podcast this position. This is so incredible. This legs on, legs cross up on the desk. Um, and you, I don't know if you notice, but you lean to the left every single time. Like Lean this, this so way cool. like this? Yes. Yeah, I, I probably do. You know, um, look, I'm fresh. This is this is my comfort zone, you know, and I'm fresh off the jet coming from Long while, Beach. While Josh just stands there looking, you know, <laughs> like he normally looks like he has no clue what's going on. He has a gamer chair. Our yeah. producer, Josh, has a gamer chair. So it leads me to believe that, you know, when he's not doing the show, he spends most of his day playing video games. Right. What Ooh. do you call one of those apartments that... The living room, kitchen, bathroom, and, and bedroom Studio? is all in the same. No, Studio? I think it's even worse than that. You know, when like your bathroom doesn't even have a door. His bathroom doesn't even have a door to it. <laughs> all right. So you can poop and shower at the same time. Exactly. All right, Josh. No, I just what, have, I have a bo- uh, yeah, just a, just a bottle under the desk because I can't step away while we're recording. <laughs> I just with the gamer chair. It's ridiculously comfortable. It's more comfortable <laughs> than a desk chair. But then you it, know how stupid it looks. You I don't care. That. I don't care. It looks like you're 14. Right? <laughs> Don't care. It's comfortable. Fine. No, I mean the game. The gamer chair is cool if you have a gaming room. You know, like myself and Aqua, we're rich and we have a bunch of rooms. <laughs> you know, so we got LED you just, lights. You all just have the rooms. a room. You know what I mean? You got a gaming chair next to your bed, next to your couch, next to your TV. Next, well, look, you know. at least he gets work done. He doesn't have to go anywhere. Everything he gets it done all together. But Josh. Um, I know there's something that you wanted to touch on. Maybe we'll touch on it later on in the show, but we have some fights that we need to talk, uh, fighters that we need to talk to because there were some big fights this weekend. Uh, Cole May, uh, Richard Cole May is fighting Jose Ramirez and we, we caught a Ramirez. So check it out, guys. What's up, champ? Hey, how's it going? Happy, happy to be Good, here, man. Listen, Thank as you. always, look, you know, we talked before we started the show about how hard you work and you're a workhorse. I mean, and you always show that in the fight. Uh, at, at one point, you know, I was watching some footage and you talked about the best aren't fighting the best. Um, do you feel like that's shifting now? Like, do you think that that's, it, it's starting to come into fruition, a lot of these fights that we wanted to see in boxing? Yeah, you know, it's, um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited with, with, with what I see happening in the sport of boxing. I think, I think fight, fighters are now, um, are, they're taking those fights, you know, they're taking that risk. But most important, I think, they're promoting themselves well, you know, and I'm learning from that too, you know. So um, <clears throat> there's a lot of influencers too that you know, came into the sport of boxing and, you know, they 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 brought this different entertainment, brought new fans. And I think uh, 
I think that helps us, you know. Is it safe to say that that, that you're okay with Jake Paul and what he has done? Is that who you're referring to? <laughs> well, you know, I just yeah, you know, as as far as you know what he's done and 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 the uh, small time period that you know that that he's been boxing, you know, it's uh, it's great, you know. I I don't think that it's uh, he's 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 never gonna become a world champion, you know. I think all fighters know that, you know, he's not gonna right. become a world champion. Um, but he's you know he's brought he's brought a lot of a lot of non-boxing fans, you know, to to uh, stay tuned, you know, and I think, uh, you know, he he brought a different uh, type of uh, promotion and entertainment to the game. So, you know, I think we got to learn from that. Yeah, entertainment value for sure, especially outside of the ring. Um, but inside of the ring, uh, entertainment value is you guys like we just pro grade now. He's been recently saying that you've been ducking him. What do you have to say? Yeah, that. you know that's not that, that's not that's not true, man. I mm. I haven't ducked anybody in my whole career. Um, you know my resume says that says the whole thing. Yeah. Um, people that know me, my teammates, my coaches, you know my sparring partners, anybody who's ever stepped in the ring with me, and has shared the the ring with me, even as a sparring, they know that I bring it, man. And I I work hard, and I I fear no man. I'm a, you know I'm a I'm a god I'm a warrior from God, and and I'll glory mm. to I'll glory to Him, and you know and um. And I fear, I fear no man, just just God, what, you know. What was I the think, reason uh, your fights didn't happen with him? What was it? The money they were offering you, or what was it? Yeah, they so they were they were pushing this this um, they were pushing things very fast as far as you know getting the uh, a fight person. What I like to do is I like to sit down and try to negotiate before he even goes to purse bid, you know, and see see the 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 opportunities to to how how we could generate the most money for this type of fight. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I was very interested, you know, but um. Uh, he he just sat he just sat he just sat down uh, um you know behind his management and uh, blame everything in his management saying no oh, I just box you know I don't I don't deal with any of that business but you gotta be kidding me man we're in twenty twenty three everybody everybody does a business you know mm -hmm. you have to have some type of knowledge of what's going on right. and then um so you know I knew Probellum doesn't have a network behind them you know Probellum the the his promoter doesn't have a network behind them so. There's mm -hmm. no real money, a real solid offer coming his way. So most likely, the fight was going to go to Fight Purse, you know. Mm -hmm. From then, um, you know, ESPN, who's you know who's behind my promoter, um, they don't want to make a purse bid unless. But but does that fight happen down? Levels. Of course, of course, of course. So it man. happens down it, the line. It, well, I'm, th I'm I'm I just turned thirty years old, you know. Yeah, right. most definitely, it's going to happen. It's, it, it should happen, you know. Um, you know, I think. I think I'm one of the best 140 pounders, and I think he's, you know, he's one of the best 140 pounders out there. So there's no doubt that we're not going anywhere anytime soon. So um, my 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 uh, contract with Tarbring is not forever. His contract with Pro with Probellum is not forever. So you know, it's definitely going to happen before we reach the, you know, that that age where people could say, oh, they got, you know, they got too old. I don't even know if Probellum is still a thing, uh, Barack. I mean, I haven't already heard anything in a while. So. Uh, what they, what they what they do they what they do is they they sit behind their fighters and they just expect a uh, uh, offers from different promoters that have other fighters you know the other side of the table and then they just say yes or no right. and that's pretty much what's going on but you know promoters are not dumb you know they they would like to sign fighters like we just progressed they would like to sign some other fighters that Probellum might have so they're expecting them to go out of business and then they take over some of those right. fighters.
All right, look, let's talk about Richard Comey. Uh, his last outing against uh, Vasily Lomachenko went the distance. Are you going into this fight with wanting to make a statement and stopping Richard Comey and, and beating him in better fashion than all Lomachenko did? Most definitely. I think this is a fight that, you know, I really need to, um, you know, step it up and show that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a real monster at 140, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, you know, we, I, I always go with the mentality that, you know, that I, you know, as long as we get that win, but, you know, definitely, I'm definitely hungry to, you know, to show um, that I belong in the top 140. And, and that comes with the, with the TKO knockout victory, for sure. You know, I've been reading some reports that Teofimo might get the Josh Taylor fight. How do you feel about that? Somebody moving up from 135, have a fight, a couple of fights at 140, and then all of a sudden, He's getting that big fight. Well, you know that's you know that just shows the relationship that the WBO has with Top Rank and and with uh, obviously with Teofimo. Um, you you know, don't think that, he earned it because that, he he had the belts at one thirty five. Well, he lost the belts right before moving up yeah. to one forty, so it's it's different. You know, I think okay. if he would have came as a it's so yeah, you, came you as a champion. As a champion, saying. when you when you yeah when you move as a champion, you definitely have the uh, that the I think um, in the past you've seen fighters go straight to rotator eliminators, you know, or to a a rotator fight. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's that, I think that's, those are actually they might even be part of part of some some roles, you know. Yeah, WBO um, but like, like the, Crawford, titles, um, right? Yeah, exactly, like Crawford, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, <clears throat> but uh, you know, I just. For me, I just you know the the ball with top ring, so you know hopefully I get past Richard and and make a strong statement, and get yeah. myself in those and you know in that position to to fight the winner. Okay, for sure. Let, let's talk about a fight that is not quite at one forty, but is somewhere in the middle between lightweight and super lightweight, and that's obviously one of the biggest fights in boxing. Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia. I like your take on that fight on how it plays out. You know, I think. <clears throat> But I, you know, if I have to choose someone, I'll I'll choose uh, Tank for um I think for him being um he's he's been a lot more active in the ring, you know, and 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 trust me, it, it definitely pays off when when you're staying active, um, and uh, he he has experience, he explosive, he has power, um, he's fought some good one forty pounders before, you know, um, and have you, have you ever sparred Tank Davis? No, I haven't. I haven't. Um. But you know, it's it's one of those fights too that you know Ryan Garcia could also surprise Tank. You know, with this, he's just you know he's a long type of fighter. You know, he's 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 lanky, he's long, mm-hmm. and he, he has some speed. You know, and with Aon's gloves, um, a good shot right in the button. You know, it could be a flash knockdown. It could be a couple couple of those knockdowns too. You know, so yeah. um, we saw it similar to um Teofimo against Marin. You know, Marin is not the type of guy who has power. He's just you know he just fights long and. And was was uh, landing those 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 hooks to yeah. Teofimo score some of those, some of those knockdown knockdowns and you know so, and I'm sure um, Brian has a little bit more speed than that you know and a little bit more pop, right. um, but it's it's you know it's an exciting fight for sure. Yeah, I just, well, I'm I, just, I, think, you... I got Tink. I got Tink. All right, Barack. I mean, Jose is a guy of very little words. Well, I wouldn't say little, but he he's not aggressive, but he's very aggressive inside the ring. That's all that counts. Like, I don't care what he says during the interview. Just get in there and fight. And and he's fighting Richard Comey. And 
that's just going to be a great fight, man. Both of those guys, uh, they 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 go forward, and yeah. that's it. I mean, I don't I don't see this ending. It might doesn't necessarily have to be a knockout because look at the punishment that Comey took against um, Lomachenko, even though he's not a man. huge. No, I mean he got punished. He got <laughs> dropped. He got hurt. He got hit a lot. You know, Lomachenko doesn't always throw hard shots every time, but he punished him. You know, yeah, he did. He and did but he him. he took a lot of punishment. Didn't you know? You know, and finished on his feet in the twelfth round. So that doesn't mean that either one's going to get knocked out, but it's going to be one of those barn burners. It's going to be one of those fights. No, no question about that. Um, I, I tell you what, I don't think it's going to be a barn burner. It's going to be a very interesting fight, but nevertheless aggressive. Plant Benavides. Mm. But let's talk to the man who's the, who's also not too aggressive outside the ring, but very much so inside. Caleb Plant. What's up, champ? Yo, yo, how's it going? Thanks Chilling. for taking the time. Uh, last time we spoke to you was before the uh, the Durrell, Anthony Durrell fight. You were very calm, collective, confident, and, and obviously you showed and proved. I just want to touch on one thing because we didn't have a conversation after that fight. Uh, I think you're becoming the best troll in boxing in a subtle, slick way. Have you always been witty like that with comeback lines as a kid or did boxing pull that out of you um just well my dad you know he's a lot like that he always is a poster <laughs> just you know talking shit and uh real witty and so just being around him uh obviously helped and then you know going to my first camp which is the top four in each weight class uh in the nation then you got the top four from each weight class in one camp and when you're the white kid, it's either like, you know, you get quick with it or, uh, or get you know, roasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So absolutely. I got real good. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, your, your, your wittiness is you've taken it to another level. Like I'm going to be honest with you being at the Barclays that day when you did the digging gesture, burying him, I looked at Barack. I was like, man, Man, no, no. like that. burying the beef. Let's get that straight. He buried the beef. <laughs> no, now. Come I know on what now. he said. He, I mean, he was ready for the press conference to answer yeah. that. No, honestly, I didn't even know that I was going to do the digging thing. Like that wasn't. Wow. Wow. And so when Spare I said when I said I'm burying the beef, that was just in the moment too. Like I didn't have. Wow, any. that's yeah, so crazy. That, I mean, with that lens to being very that, on, on a dime, right hand of God. Like I didn't have. No, that's crazy, bro. Plan. No, the shirt though was one of the illest things in boxing of all time. <laughs> Yo, I show people that video who, who don't even watch boxing. <laughs> and they could, they could just feel that. That's crazy. But listen, I, I want to ask you this. After Benavides, realistically, is there anybody else you have to fight to earn a, a, a rematch with Canelo? I mean, I would become the mandatory, so technically no. But, um, you know, I'm just letting it be known now that if that ain't good enough and I need to step, you know, to Jamal Charlo right after that and be him, I, I would be more than willing and, and able to do that. Uh, okay. He's already the WBC champ at 160, so he could come right up to 160 and, get, and you know, super middleweight and get first dib. So, um, but the focus right now is David Benavidez. Mm -hmm. and that'll put me in line to, you know, handle business as I should. But right now I'm just focused on the fight in front of me. Okay. Now, who do you think is a better fighter, Caleb, between Jamal Charlo and Benavides? I know you haven't been in the ring with any of them in a professional prize fight, but eyeball test, who do you think is a better fighter? Um, you know, styles make fights, and sometimes you, you got to get in there and let the dice roll. So, you know, I couldn't say off the top of my head, but I know 
that right now, you know, I got a big fight in front of me. And so, you know, that's really the one I'm focused on. I haven't really been playing like, man, which one might be harder or anything like that. I really just focus on, you know, getting my hand raised in fashion against David and, you know, moving on to, to bigger and better things. Uh, you, you were pretty pissed off at Anthony Durrell, who, who um, Ock brought up. And like you said, you was in the moment. That was emotions. You know, you that was adrenaline. You was doing the grave digging, um, filling the grave, rather. Do you feel even more emotions towards David Benavidez? Um, well, even when I did that, like, you know, when I knocked him out, it's not like I ran and jumped on the turnbuckle and was running around the ring. <laughs> everything, you know, right. just walking around the ring, my arms, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Calm and cool. And then, you know, I did what I had to do after that. So, you know, it's not like I was all emotional or, or too wound up. And same thing with David, you know, I'm sure y'all could tell by the press conference, I had my hands in my pockets the whole time. That's you know, true. If I felt threatened, I'd pull my hands on my pockets. But, but, but you know, there, there is certain fights that's more rewarding because mm -hmm. of the personal um, part of it. Do you feel like this would be more rewarding, a victory over David? Um, it's going to be rewarding. <laughs> it's gonna be real. No hey, I, I want to ask you about the the Canelo fight, and this is a bit of a generic question, but you obviously, I don't know, you you're on another level since that fight. You obviously showed that you belong in there with Canelo, but what it what's the the the, the biggest lesson you took from that fight that Caleb is carrying on? I think the most important thing that I took away from that from that fight, you know, it wouldn't be anything like technically. It would just be the experience. You know, and I've said in these other interviews, it's sounding redundant at this point, but, you know, experience isn't something that you can buy. You don't get it overnight. You know, you got to go through the fire to get that. And um, I've done that and I've done that gracefully. I haven't made any excuses. You know, there's a lot of things I could say, but I haven't made any excuses. And so um, I just got back on my team, got right back to work, you know, kept sharpening the tools that I had a lot of success with and sharpened up the tools that, you know, with hindsight being 2020, things that I could have done better. And, um, you know, you guys have seen that. Breadman and my dad have been working great together. Breadman really has me boxing how my dad would meet, would have me boxing. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's been a great fit, you know, and uh, we've been working on a lot of things and I can't wait to show it. You know, is, it is it a bit of a, a, of a kind of an insult when people say, start saying now, oh, Caleb, is now sitting on his punches, or now he's showing power. Do you feel like you oh, you've always had power, and, and people never recognize it until that huge knockout against Durrell? Yeah, I mean, I've always had power. Even looking back on the Jose Uscategui fight, you know, at the time they were considering him to be the boogeyman of the division, and you know, right. he had only been dropped once by Matt Korbov, who's a big Russian puncher, and um, I dropped him twice in that fight. You know, one he was a little off balance, but. It's still a knockdown in the second one. I mean, nobody can say anything about that. So uh, um, I've always had that power. Um, I have a lot more one-punch knockouts than David does. You know, he's more of a volume puncher. So um, that's true. You know, I've always had that. But, you know, Breadman and my dad, they've been having me work on things to help bring that out of me more. So I am punching harder than I have been in the past. And I am better than I have been in the past. And, you know, Breadman and my dad have a big, you know, a big part in that, obviously. Um, than being my trainer. So um, I am better than I've ever been before. You know, we've spoken to like Larry Wade or Bottle Jack, and they all say like, you're a workhorse. Um, they got to kick you out of the gym. Um, are you even more motivated and gone even further in your training during this camp? Yes. Yes. Mm. This, is the, this is the best shape I've ever been in. And, um, you know, I don't say things that just sound good for the camera. This is the best shape I've ever been in. This is the hardest that I've ever worked. 
and wow. uh, I've gone above and beyond in all of my preparation uh, to ensure that I get my hand raised this fight. Yeah, Barack, man, I, I like I like what what he's doing, man. I like the new action figure, the Caleb Plant action figure. It's right. pretty cool. Yeah, will you play with it? Because I see you got toys around yeah, your little yeah, office. I got Funko over there. Pops. I got yeah, I got GI nice. Joe figures, all of that. Nice, nice. The guys that you usually talk about, like Josh, you kind of turn it into one of those guys. I think I don't know, but right. but anyway. Julio Cesar Chavez. Yeah, you, you're telling me, look at this. And if we're, we're on a podcast here. I just want to let you know no, that. you can see. They, they can't see. I don't want to see. I, I want to be like the listeners. I don't want to see nothing you do over there. But um, I, I think that, you know what I was thinking? I was thinking that, Caleb, this is like maybe the most important fight for Caleb Plant. And I understand Canelo is a big fight, $10 million, undisputed, all of that. But, but dag, man, you don't, losing to Canelo is different than losing to Benavidez, to Caleb Plant's heart. And that's how I feel. Not to say that um, Plant wasn't, uh, rather Canelo wasn't a more important fight, but to say that he would rather lose to Canelo than lose to Benavidez. Do you feel that way? Mm. Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I, I mean, I think a, a fighter spirit, I, they don't want to lose to anybody. I think that's a hard question to answer. Yeah, but or, would you rather lose to the pound for pound top guy? Or to some guy that's been dissing you on, and calling on, you a on beast. paper, yeah, it, it looks better on paper. Yeah, you know, like it's like when Paulie Malinazzi got beat by by Sean Porter. I think it was at the Barclays. He went up to him and was like, "Yo, go on and be great." You know why? Because he doesn't want to lose to a scrub. <laughs> you right. want to lose to the better fighter. So yeah. losing to Canelo, it doesn't. It's like when people got beat by Floyd. Nobody. You know, you hardly went into depression because you got beat by the best fight in the world. <laughs> hardly you know went into depression, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, there's certain fighters that uh, I think there's very few fighters that that have this level, this spirit that they don't just want to lose to anybody. Of course, of but course. But most not. people, of you're course. right. If they lose to top dog, I guess they they can stomach that a little easier. Look, here's a guy that hasn't lost ever. All right, and you chopped it up with him. After this break. We're going to David Benavidez. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. Uh, a champion right here, two-time champion, still undefeated, though. Nobody has taken his title from him, and his name is David Benavidez. Welcome to the show, brother. Oh, thank you guys for having me on, man. I really appreciate this interview. Man, this is our pleasure. This is our pleasure. You earn everything you've gotten, and this is about to be the biggest fight of your life. I wanted to know something. You've already been a champion. You had the WBC strap twice. Would this win over Plant, would a win over Plant be more satisfying to you than winning a title? 
Yeah, definitely. I feel like this is a world title fight for me. The way I prepared for this, uh, this is the biggest moment of my life to this this uh, this date. Mm-hmm. Caleb Plan is the hardest. Uh, he's gonna be the hardest fighter I've fought to this date, and I've given him tremendous respect in the training camp, not in the oh. buildup, but in the training camp. You know, I prepared for him very right. well, and like I said, it's gonna be a great fight, and I'm ready for whatever he brings to the table. No respect in the buildup, though. You're not lying. <laughs> no respect. You really don't like this guy, huh? Nah, we don't like each other. Um, We do not like each other, but I feel like, you know, this is a part of boxing, bro. I mean, every boxer like this for pay-per-view needs a dancing partner. Yes. And I feel like a lot of the fighters, a lot, I mean, a lot of the fighters, a lot of the fans have been a little upset, but I feel like, man, this is part of the show. They should just sit back and enjoy everything that we give them. Oh, we're definitely happy for this fight right here. Listen, one thing I appreciate is your truth because you're saying you're giving him a lot of respect in the training camp. You know, you might call him all of these other names, but you know that this is the biggest fight. And I seen you online. You're looking more ripped than ever. Is that the case? Yeah. Well, like I said, we've been working extremely hard. I was already in camp for Uskatechi when I got the call to fight right. uh, get a plant fight. So I had been working already. But I knew something big was coming after my fight with David Lemieux. I only took like about a month off and I just stayed in the gym. I've been working extremely hard. And this is the opportunity I wanted. And it couldn't have come at a better time. I feel like right now I'm, I'm, I'm at the best stage of my life mentally and physically. I just turned right. 26. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm coming into my prime right now. So I'm 100% ready for this. Yes, sir. Were you even motivated to fight Uzukateki? I, I was motivated. I'm not going to say I wasn't because to be mm-hmm. sharp in boxing, you have to stay motivated for everybody. I just yeah. didn't want, I wasn't um, really happy because I know my fans have been calling for bigger fights and um, they, they deserve it. You know, and I don't just want to keep giving the fans the fights they don't want to see it. The only reason I got into boxing is because I want to be the man of the people. I want to be the people's champ. You know, so for me to be the person, uh, the, the people, the fans, you know, I got to give them the fights what they want to see. And uh, right. this is this is a great step. Uh, I feel like after this, none but big fights come. And this is the moment I wanted to be at in my boxing career. Yeah, I mean, the fans are already saying Canelo needs to fight you. People think that Canelo's ducking you. I, I don't think he's really ducking you, but that's a fight that I'd want to see. Were you impressed or surprised at Caleb Plant's knockout win over Darrell? Um, to be honest, uh, it was a good knockout. I'm not going to take anything away from him, but I've seen a lot of stuff that I could take advantage of and I could capitalize on. Mm-hmm. Darrell, he's not hasn't been the same fighter since I fought him. You know, I mm-hmm. stopped him at 22 years old. And mm-hmm. not only did I stop him, you know, Caleb Pratt did have an oppressive knockout victory with one punch shot, but my fight was a little bit different. You know, I was putting a beating on him the whole after the fifth round. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, so I feel like this is going to be the case with Caleb Plant, too. I mean, a lot of people don't really take in consideration how big I am, you know, how I can cut off the ring, how fast I am, how accurate I am. You know, I have a lot of the I have a lot of tricks in my bag, too, just like how Caleb Plant does. Right. But at the end of the day, once we really get into a fight and once, you know, the gloves really start flying and he has to stay in there, he has to fight. What's going to happen? It's been uh, we've seen that once he gets in there with hard hitters, he, he gets hurt. Uskateki hurt him. Canelo hurt him. But he's a great first half fighter. But the second half, he starts. He tends to fade away. You know, I get even stronger in the second half. So, like I said, man, um, this is a fight. This is that's gonna put me into into the pay per view stardom. You know, I feel like uh, I know for myself personally that once I'm put in places where I'm uncomfortable in, the best comes out of mm-hmm. me because I have uh, my no no nobody's uh, fighting spirit is greater than mine. You know, what I mean, I love fighting. I love punches. You know, I love putting the bean on people. And this is, uh, I'm going to enjoy every minute of this fight that we have on March 25th. Is, is there any pressure on you when you're not the underdog? Because you never you never really are. 
you know, is there any pressure on you that people expect you to win? Um, I, I don't really think about that type of stuff. You know, I always give mm -hmm. the fighters, everybody I fight, tremendous respect. I don't really look at odds. I don't look, look at being the underdog or favorite fighter. Uh, I feel like the, the camp has to be great, whether you're good. I mean, whether you have a good fighter or not. In this camp, we haven't left any stone unturned. We've been working extremely hard. And um, like I said, man, I feel like I'm at the best place I've ever been in my life, mentally and physically, and I'm 100% ready to go. Right. Well, right. well speaking about everyone you fought and the respect that you've given. What was your toughest fight to date? Um, probably the toughest fight to date has been with Anthony Durrell because he's the most declarated fighter. Um, oh, wow. They were not really that tough, but like I said, you got to give credit where credit's due. He was, he was a veteran. You know, he was good at the time, and um, mm -hmm. he made me work. That's the thing about people don't understand. I don't, when somebody makes me work, you know, that's when the best comes out of me. You know, obviously these other guys, I've had my way fairly easy with them because they don't really make me work. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like once you see me against, uh, you know, uh, Porky Medina, um, Anthony mm -hmm. Durrell, I mean, all these other guys, you know what I mean? Uh, the guys that really make me work, the guys that run for me and don't give me any easy shots, those are the ones that uh, the best comes out of me. And I know yeah. that for a fact. Um, I People think I just know how to fight going forward and I, I don't know how to fight going backwards. It's just that I've never really had nobody push me to do that type of stuff. But now it, that I got this fighter in front of me, why right. do you think I was Golovkin's main sparring partner from 15 years old all the way to 19 years old? You That's think Golovkin's gonna work with, with people that aren't good? You know what I mean? Right, um, right. I've been I've been sparring the Sordor Mirrors, Bivol, I sparred him countless times. Mm -hmm. I sparred all these guys, you know what I mean? And I know what I'm doing, bro. Like I said, at the end of the day, you guys have seen that I'm one of the most accurate punches in boxing. I hit at 46%. And I throw yes. a bunch punches and bunches. You know, so if people think that I don't know what I'm doing, they got something else coming from them. And this is exactly what I want to do. I want to shut people up and I want to prove the, the doubters wrong. Right. And you know what it is? It's that uh, it's like, I think it's like what you said, you know, when someone doesn't bring it out of you, people don't get to see what you actually have in you, you know? So on my social media, the people who are picking um, plant to win, they're saying that, oh, he's going to box rings around you. Do you think that maybe because of the way you dispatched everybody else, people are underestimating your boxing skills? Yeah, definitely. But that all plays in my favor. I haven't showed any of it because I haven't, I don't need to show it, but Caleb Plant right. will see it. Right, right, right. I, right. I know exactly what Caleb Plant's going to do. That's the thing about it. I know he's going to try to box me. I know he's going to be going around. He's going to be trying to set traps up. But mm -hmm. he doesn't know what I can do. He doesn't know how I box going back. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. I throw a lot of combinations, and that's kind of his Achilles heels, combinations and body shots. You know what I mean? And oh. I have a great jab, too. You know what I mean? A, a lot yeah. of people, they don't give me credit for anything I do. They just think I come and throw big power shots. I well, don't. If you, really look, if you really look at me, I'm really, you know, particular in what I do. I know, I know. how to pick to the head yes. and the body. And, you know what I mean? So it's, it's going to be a great night, man. I'm excited. And, and I, don't, I don't run for no, 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 no fight. I welcome the fight. You know, I yes. stand in the fire. I love it. Right. You know that famous... Is 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 such a famous clip now of you throwing that like ten punch combination, you know, to 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 get the knockout. Even that was controlled. Yeah. <laughs> that that wasn't even wild. Like you get your fighter hurt, and you and you never really go wild. You're still like pinpoint and accurate. Yeah, and then too, I don't know if you've seen the when I fought Ellis too. I was throwing some great combinations, bro. There's just a lot of right, stuff that right, people right. don't give me credit for. No and doubt. why do you think I, why do you think every I've heard literally every person I got in the ring with? There's only been two people I haven't knocked out, and that was years ago, or they haven't stopped. That was years ago. The last person I haven't stopped, I was 21 years old. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Why is it that, why do you think that everybody quits in that ring with me? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's just so much pressure, so much body shots, so much consistent, so much consistent work. You know what I mean? So I know exactly what I could do. I know I got the power to stop Caleb Plant. It's just that we're going to have to set it up. We're going to be, we have to be way more, um, we're going to have to be a little bit more, um, it's going to be more mental in there. We're yeah, not to yeah. set stuff up. We're not to do the right way. We're not to bring the hands back up because he is a, a fast fighter, you know, mm-hmm. so we're not going to leave no room for him to counter and we're going to have to be ready for whatever he does. Barack, I'm paying my money for this one. That's all I'm saying. I'm paying pay-per-view for this fight. Uh, I definitely agree with you. This is one of those pay-per-views where I don't mind taking my wallet out. You know, it, it, it's earned that that name of a pay-per-view fight. That, and, and lately there's been pay-per-view fights, sometimes by PBC, like Ortiz and who, who did Ortiz fight? Ortiz and Charles Martin? Wasn't that a pay-per-view? I'm like, what? You know what I mean? So, but this one right here, oh my God. And, and that's the thing. 50-50 fights, depending on the popularity, are pay-per-view fights. Yeah, no doubt. Josh, you got anything going on that you want to touch on this week, buddy? I have. Hey, Josh and I have been arguing all weekend debating, just so you guys know, in Long Beach. I never thought... You know, I one time took a couple of jabs in the face and I was like, I'll never box again. I'll never spar again. I would rather be in the ring against David Benavidez, Caleb Plant, and Jose Ramirez this weekend than have to do Ox babysitting again. I mean, the <laughs> fact that you've been wow. able to tolerate him all these years. I mean, let's pull back the curtain even a little on this podcast. We're talking about what we're going to do coming back after the break. And Ox just can't be bothered to put his phone down for more than 30 seconds. Like, Wait, what are we doing? It, it just the, the man is a ridiculous <laughs> human being. And, you know, when they say that you, you can choose your friends, you can't choose your family. At this point, you guys are family. And I'm stuck with Ock. Hey, something, came, something came across my screen. The difference is that, you know, Ock doesn't need anything from me. So he's not asking me for anything. So maybe you, he's asking, Josh, can you do this? Can you, give, give me a picture of this. Give, give me... Give me a, if I can ask oh, you that, oh, I'll, I'll throw his phone on Pictures, I'm glad right. you brought that up because this guy, Barack, does not help out at all taking pictures while we're working. I mean, not one picture the entire weekend. I guess he's scared of you because when you're working with me, there's always pictures. I I, I literally text Josh several times. Can you yeah. get some snapshots? Oh. I want to post them on Instagram when, I, when we did Beyond the no. Bell, yeah. while we were doing uh, Bernard and all of these guys yep. and Oscar. Not one single picture. And keep yes. in mind, he's not really doing anything else, right? Right. Right. But- I'm doing nothing else. You know what? Let me just apologize. There were a couple of instances you mentioned where I didn't take pictures. I'm sorry I didn't get any pictures of you speaking with Bernard while I was using or Oscar or anybody while I was else. using both of our phones to relay relay information <laughs> in your head. I apologize for that. I apologize that when you were doing Beyond the Belt at the broadcast, I was interviewing Mercedes Hesta for social media at the same time. Sorry, I Which couldn't. Nobody was really checking for, but go ahead. Right. I'm sorry. Wait a First of all, who's Mercedo? <laughs> who's Mercedo? What? You want the Spanish yeah, accent? Yeah, no. But where's the D to come from, though? Mercedo. Like, what are you talking? <laughs> you didn't even know who he was talking to. That's yeah, the problem. Exactly. And no, I just, you know what I should have done? I should have gotten one of those like 90 feet selfie sticks, put put one of a, another phone on there and <laughs> taking pictures of you out. Yo, your jokes are too long, first of all. 90, they're, just, 90 they're just too feet. long, you know? Oh my God. You, know, you lost me. 
I you mean, lost me at you know. That's hey, it. You lost way, me guys, at you know. By the by the way, guys, you know if you know me, every city I go to, I try to find the best coffee shop around. No, they don't find, know you, and they don't know that. <laughs> if you know me, we had to start the sentence for off with that. Well, by the way, guys, if you know me, you know that <laughs> try, I'm trying to sound race. like I'm more important than I really am. Damn it! Let oh, me. God. All right, listen. No, seriously, I, I find these coffee shops that you know they have decent breakfasts. I find a, a great place. You know, called Coffee Parlor, and Josh and I go there. You know, why are you? Why are you doing popping. a commercial? I'm not getting no, no, no money no, for this. On, I'm not letting on. that fly. They, they definitely gave him a free latte there. I, I'm giving did, full huh? disclosures. I'm just giving you guys the stories and, and painting a picture. We're in Long Beach. Not much to do in that damn city, but we find a good damn. Wow! Coffee. <laughs> you just you just dissed the whole city. Not much to do. No, in that I'm just whole being city. honest. I'm just being honest. But on a serious note, Josh. In the middle of a conversation, this guy's blowing his nose like like he's blowing his brain out of his nose loud as hell. I mean, and it's a small spot, Barack. You know, a small coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boogers flying all over the damn place. Yeah, and I'm sitting there looking at this dude like I think he might be exaggerating with the boogers, no, but still, no. Josh, everybody is eating. And he has the nerve to say, Oh, he starts putting a survey out to all of his friends on WhatsApp. Hey, what would you rather do? Uh, you know, I mean, what would you rather deal with a guy on hold on speakerphone with Delta at a restaurant or deal with a guy blowing all type of snot through the whole damn restaurant nonstop? No, no, no. Let's not let's not exaggerate. It's not, I'm a not whole exaggerating. Bunch of snot all through the restaurant. He's not no one wiped their face because Josh probably blew his nose. Probably. But but Josh, that is disgusting. What do you have Very. to say? So I love how Ak just casually leaves out the rudest thing I found about him this weekend, which I'll flesh out a little bit and thoroughly exaggerates as he's back on his phone. Amazing. One day we're going to have to have somebody like we're going to have to auction off like a behind the scenes pass to work with you guys for a week. Um, I love how he just exaggerates what I did. I blew my nose loudly. Yes. Four or five times. Yes. It was loud. Four or five times. Listen, yes. Barack, I realized I could have handled it I realize I could have handled it better, but I stand by. You couldn't two go things. to the bathroom and do that. Listen, I stand <laughs> oh by two. God. I stand by two things. One, there was no snot flying on the counter. There was no. It was not that bad. Number one. Number two. I can admit when I was in the wrong. I've learned something. Next time I'll go to the bathroom. Lesson learned. Fair enough. But right. yeah, the earlier in that trip, we're just at a coffee shop having breakfast, and all of a sudden I hear this horrendous music. I'm like, where? Who? Who is the rude person who's on speakerphone blasting music in the like hold music? Oh, and, I, no, now that's a lie because you're gonna I don't let me finish music. You're gonna let me finish play, it But I don't play music right, on my phone. I was on hold. That's not oh, so you was on hold music. and it was playing like elevator type music. Yeah, elevator type right, so, music. So you didn't have you didn't have ear, earbuds with you? No, I didn't. If I did, I would have had the, I would have had it in my ears. Anyway, listen, these people Mind don't care think, about this damn story. No. They want to talk about you. Yeah. So, all right, Brock, I'll, you know what? I'll skip to the end of it. Ox Blast in his three to four minute conversation <laughs> with Delta. Terrible whole music combined with him harassing some poor agent to move his flight and get him his Delta One and get him his organic oat milk on the flight and make sure he has a bed and a blanket. So here's the ultimate question for you, Barack. What is ruder? Blowing your nose four or five times or leaving yourself on hold and having a phone conversation on speakerphone for three to four minutes in a restaurant. Damn. I would say, first of all, 
when you when you guys brought this to me the other day, I was like, obviously being on hold is more rude, but damn, four or five times, Josh? If, if, when a person says four or five and they're the culprit, it means it was really six. Yeah, That's at least, crazy at to least. me. But it's but, loud and but nasty and wet. Just so you know. <laughs> he said wet, like like it like it got on you. you it was wet, huh? <laughs> no like kidding, it. it's wet. It's, 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 it's mucus. But I do feel like that can only be at one time. So if you blow your nose four or five times, that's it. I'm looking over at that that idiot, and I'm gonna say that guy's nasty. You know that guy's nasty, and then I'm gonna finish my food. But Let, the guy that's a, but the yeah. guy that's on hold for four mm -hmm. minutes, right? I'm constantly looking like my man. I don't want to be in your conversation. All with right, you. but 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 like, it's not like, a and conversation. Then you, and, then, and then you talk. No, he said that you also was talking on the phone, so you was no, on hold. No, for I, don't, me, I don't remember. And then that you part. was talking on hold. I mean, you was talking on the phone to Delta, and I'm like. That I really, really don't like me hearing the person's conversation. Me, I, I, me personally, I wouldn't give a damn what people are talking about by me. But look, peace and love. Stay safe. We're out of here. Get off the phone out. <laughs>